0: Welcome to the Market No Show, Episode 5. I'm your host and guide, Maurice Randall, on the journey of rediscovering the marketplace. Visiting, experiencing, and learning from traders, visitors, and more. In this episode, I visit Walkerville Farmers Market and meet Gary, the owner and manager of the market, I talk to a few stall traders with some interesting stories about how the market is adding to their lives and helping the lives of others. And I try some freshly cooked Japanese food for my Food on the Move segment. Again, there is no music this week, and I think I should probably rename this podcast to the Nearly Wednesday podcast, as I seem to keep missing the broadcast day. I've been traveling around in the free state of South Africa and visiting a small nature reserve where I got to see a pair of secretary birds i got to admit, they were pretty cool to see. Really big birds, nice big tufts on the top of the head. I arrived at Walkerville Farmer's Market, though, last Saturday by chance. I was driving along the road and I saw a sign pointing to the farmer's market. And there I thought, well, let's go and pop in. And that's where I met Gary, the owner, and asked him if I could uh, interview him and talk to him about uh, the marketplace. Within today's podcast, you're going to really note that the people are just like you. Some are supplementing the income, some are retired and some are starting something far bigger that's going to be growing. What you'll also notice is that each person is happy where they are, and that they have at their heart the customer's interests. If you're thinking about getting started in the marketplace, do and believe in yourself. The opportunities and the direction you will go will be another whole exciting world, and I hope today you find the inspiration for getting started. I won't talk too much today as the traders have far more insights about getting started than I could ever say to you and how they are using the market stall to better their lives, so I hope you enjoy the show. So here come the interviews. My first interview is with owner and manager Gary Tuckman of the Walkerville Farmers Market. Listen to how he is proactively starting stores for others to take over so the market can grow. And he offers some great advice for the budding market store owner. Here's Gary. All right, I'm at the uh, Walkerville uh, Farmer's Market, but there's an apostrophe in the Farmer's Market here, which we're going to find out in a second as to why there is. I'm speaking to owner Gary, and he's going to give us a little bit of insight into the Walkerville Farmer's Market. So, hi Gary.
1: Hi, welcome, welcome to our market. Um, yeah, welcome, Farmer's Market with an apostrophe S. Yes. Um, the, the reason for that was uh, we've, we're a farmer's place, place for p- farmers to come to. Not a plural farmers, but we're a place for farmers. Um, we, we set up originally to support the local farmers in the area, anyone who produces, creates, crafts, um, anything that, that, that they make at home, build at home or create themselves, okay. to bring down um, a place for them to, to, to display their goods, to sell their goods, to make a little bit of income. And... Um, also a venue for the locals to come to, somewhere that they can chill out, relax, um, come and enjoy the day, okay. um, uh, see what's local in the area and, and, and get their daily goods.
0: Perfect. Now, now, Gary, I'm going to apologize because I saw you as I was driving along the road, like I said to you, and I just met you. So I've done no research for your, your farmer's market. I'm very, very sorry about that. But if you, if you could, could you explain to the listeners where I am, what am I looking at and what's the kind of environment like?
1: Well, of course. Um, we're in the center of Walkable, like dead being in the center. Okay. Um, specifically for that, for the, to be local to everyone. Um, th- we're on a, a, a small private property um, under thatched gazebos. Um, it's the way to go. Um, it's natural. It's, 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 um, it's common in the area for something like this to be up. Um, it's under shelter, so with shade. It's comfortable for the storeholders to be in. Um, it's a relaxing atmosphere. Um, it's a fairly big venue, um, we have grown in the past, we've grown up to 100 storeholders, we've reduced down to 60, we've gone down to 30, and we're back up to somewhere around 35 or so. Wow, okay, so, so
0: this is actually a moving market, you've got lots of different people coming in and moving out, if I was going to come and bring my store here, do I bring everything on the day or can I leave it here overnight, what happens?
1: Oh, absolutely, you can do any of the two. We've got lock-up facilities as well um, and as you say, we've got our regular storeholders and we have a whole lot of new ones every week and some that drift around and go from market to market. So we support everyone, whether you want to come for one day, for one month, for a year. Uh, we've had some storeholders that have been here for the six years we've been operating and they've been here every single market day. Okay,
0: six years, that's, that's pretty good going then eh, for a good market.
1: Yeah, well look, we, we, our objective was to be become one of the fastest growing markets in South Africa, uh, which we did. Um, obviously, you reach a peak in that eventually, and you are the biggest. Um, we've now reduced down a little bit, um, and some storeholders have decided to move on elsewhere. Um, it's all well and fine. That's that's what it's about. We grew them here. They moved on to, to greener pastures on the other side, and we accept new ones in.
0: Yeah, that's good. So you, you I'm looking around. There's, there's lots of food. There's nice, fresh products. There's home baking. Um I'm going to speak to a lady, I haven't even found her, her, her name yet, but we're going to find out her name in a moment, who's talking about a blood, blood bank, I think it is, uh, blood donation, and um, I also saw in the far corner there's an honesty library as well, so uh, do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about what that is?
1: Yeah, look, we started the Honesty Library also for the, the local community. It's really an Honesty Library. You bring books, you take books as you want to. Um, the, the, the biggest request we got is that if you are finished with them, bring them back so someone else can use them. We've actually got Honesty clothes as well. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, the sign is not up today, but yes, exactly for that. Um, uh, and we had a, a lady last week who was in absolute tears. She, she took some clothes... Um, we gave them to her, she went home, she came back to show us what they looked like on. Oh, man, you that is,
0: that's special, so you're helping people as well?
1: That's the point, that's what the market's about. Okay. It's about the community, about the people here. I'm okay. um, Supporting both people who are trying to sell to make money and those that come in as a visitor.
0: Oh, man, that, that's fantastic, so you, the, the people who are actually selling are being supported by you, the people who are buying, people who are customers. Um, I'm going to ask you from an owner point of view, if I was just starting out a brand new store, never done this before, what would you recommend?
1: Oh, number one is the stall holder. That is primary number one. Second to that would be your product. Um, Third to that would be your quality of your product. And the fourth of that would be your price.
0: All right, so are you going to help me get set up or do you just literally point me in a direction and I have to sink or swim?
1: Listen, we point you in a direction, but we're always here to help you. Um, Our storeholders help each other all day long. Uh, If you want to go down and do your shopping, you just ask your neighbour to help look after your store for you. That's never a problem. That's
0: fantastic. Actually, traders are working together here to to support each other too.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, The the, the people definitely work together as far as that's concerned, yeah.
0: Uh, Gary, you've set up an amazing little place with nice little benches for people to eat from as well. Uh, Do you think that also draws people in to stay a little bit longer?
1: Uh, of course, food always draws people. Yeah. Uh, we have a large variety of food here. We've got six food stores today of different varieties. Yeah, um, some, s- some of them, again, have been here six years. Um, wow. yeah, the other yeah. breakfast has been here for six years, and you'll see people eating that same breakfast every week. They just love it. <laughs> um, and the idea of that is a bit of honesty. It's a buffet, help yourself. Oh, right. okay. um, very interesting concept, and it's uh, proven to work.
0: Wow, okay. And you see, you got that's actually interesting. So I'm coming to a buffet, I just pay one price.
1: Uh, you, you, you pick your type of meal you want to buy, or if you're not sure, you dish up for yourself and work it out afterwards.
0: Oh man, that is that's pretty good. So people coming here genuinely looking for something, they're interested in the community as well. You've become a, a big part of the community, obviously, by allowing a, a place for people to come on a Saturday. Are you open on Sunday? Uh,
1: no, that's, we're only open on Saturday. Saturday is 9 to 3. Um, if I can give you a slight bit of history about oh you, please. you mentioned yeah. something about why people, why we created the place. Um Look, Walkerville, this used to be the main road that we were on, and the main road was moved, we created a new road, and before that started, uh, what we did was we wanted to to make sure that Walkerville stays alive. So we created the venue to attract people to Walkerville, to attract people to the district, to see and show people what we have in Walkerville. So this was a small showcase of what was supposed to be the rest of Walkerville in terms of everybody else doing little things, to create a venue for people to come to, a, a town to come to, not just a venue itself.
0: Okay, so actually, you also because it, it's a farmers market for farmers, so the, the farmers are from the local area, along with the local produce from the area.
1: That's correct. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, when I was, if I was buying stuff from the the local macro and I was bringing it down here to sell? Is that something you allow, or how does that work? Uh,
1: <laughs> no, the, the intention is to be to, to be something you homegrown, homemade, home created, some of your own ideas. That would be first yes there are some things um, that you cannot get local and there's a demand for it and that yes we will allow something like it as long as it's displayed correctly yes. And
0: uh, if I' if I'm thinking about this, um, how do you how do you allow for variety within the store and I mean you can't have uh, six people all selling cheese or, or, or selling honey. How, how does that work?
1: Why not? Oh,
0: okay. So you allow a little bit of uh, competition between people?
1: Of course. Um, look, uh, I'm, I'm not a firm believer competition is good, but variety is good, yes. And, uh, you know, those people will work themselves out as time goes. We, 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 you know, because it's all homegrown, home-created, nothing's the same. You know, you don't create the same cheese as I do. It's different.
0: Oh, okay. So it's actually down, down to the individual... And uh, what they're selling on the market—that's really what's going to come through here.
1: Uh, correct. I mean, if you remember correctly, I said to you, the storeholder is number one in, in your store. Yeah. and it's, your product is probably number third on that list.
0: And Gary, that's so good to hear because a lot of people are, are struggling to maybe get started on a stall, or maybe they don't want to approach the owner, and they're a little bit worried. And here you're just telling us actually the stall owner, uh, stall holder, is is the one who's actually paramount here.
1: Of course, um, uh, and as you know, you're standing in my stall at the moment, hey, yeah, I mean, and. Um, the reason for that stall is for two purposes, there was a requirement that there wasn't in the market, so I created that, that service for people, and to show the stall holders how to do it. Um, yeah, I put my feet on the ground, stand here, and if anybody's got any questions, they come and ask me. and They can see me making the sales all day long.
0: So you literally are the example?
1: Uh, well, that's the idea, yes. Okay. And um, I don't see myself as the best holder in the world, but it's uh, an example, a place to start, you know. I love to learn from other holders and I must admit over the six years I've learned a lot from the holders we've had.
0: Uh, when you started off, can you think of some things that you kind of tri- got tripped up with and, and fell over?
1: Of course, uh, I must admit I envisaged the, 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 the stores to be a lot more unique at times. Um, it, it's quite odd, people like to seem to come down, sit down, put their things down and expect them to sell. Um, it's strange, I though. didn't realise how much education we would have to teach the stallholders. Okay. Um, yes, obviously there's a lot that have taught me as well. Yeah. Um, but experience is, is prime, yeah. really. It, it's, it's really important. And do
0: you think that you're learning it as you do as you do this, the farmers' market each week? That's the way you're learning.
1: Of course, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, things we've tripped over in the past, where we had a slip and slide. Yeah, originally when we had mud and no stones. Oh right, well. Wow. As you can see, we've now covered all the all the mud with stones. No more slip and slide.
0: Excellent. Uh, it's a very comfortable market around, and I like that it's not. Um, What should I say? It's not a sterile market. You're not walking from one sterile stall to another. Everyone is individual here. I think that's probably what you were trying to create. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. If you look at the layout of the market, it's not square either. We created shapes, some awkward shapes, some horrible ones. And the purpose of that was to create a bit of interest, to create a bit of um, excitement for people walking around, not just one stall after the next after the next.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, Gary, I'm not going to hold you back very much more because I know you're the owner and you obviously want to keep an eye on everything, but uh, just to give a plug for your market, your farmer's market, could you tell everyone where we could find you online? I'll obviously put it all in the show notes. Um, where can we find you online? How can we get in touch with you?
1: Look, the best place is to look at our website. It's got a lot of information. It shows you a lot of what we're about. It's www.wfmarket.co.za. Um, obviously, we're on Facebook. Look up Walkable Farmer's Market. Um, sp- there are a couple of them in terms of the pages that have been opened over the years. Um, but look at the one where everybody's at. And you'll see us posting all the time, showing people what we've got and who and what we're about. Marvellous.
0: Well, I'm, I'll definitely put those in the show notes so we can know exactly who you are in Walkerville uh, Farmer's Markets. And you'll also see some photos from today, so from me being here. So thank you very much for your time, Gary. And I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thanks for coming through and I hope you enjoy your day.
0: I'm going to. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank Thanks, Gary, for your insights. Gary also told me that he runs the market in his free time, as he has another job which he does during the week, proving once again you can really enjoy your passions. My next interview was with Karen Gibbs. I was thrilled to hear how her story of starting in the marketplace was born out of a passion to be at home with her children. I'm here with Karen, and she's on Karen Gibbs uh, Crafts. We're at a store right now. Uh, hi, Karen. Hi, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Thank you very much for asking. Um, Could you explain for the listeners uh, what is your stall and uh, how did you get involved in it?
2: Firstly I got involved in it because I'm a registered nurse and I didn't want to work extra shifts because I wanted to be home with my children in the afternoons and by working extra shifts you work extra longer hours and I love arts and crafts so that's why I started off by thinking how can I make college fees for my son without working extra shifts and that's how I got involved in embroidery and crocheting and and sales of things like that.
0: So were you doing uh, embroidery and and, um, and uh, crocheting before you started or is it something that you picked up and learned for the actual store?
2: Um, I learned a lot of my skills as a child oh, okay. from schooling days and my mum and things like that right. but obviously the more you do the more you improve your yeah. skills yeah. Um, and that's... And I teach crochet lessons here as well. You'll oh, see, wow. I'll get a few people coming in just now, around okay. right about lunchtime, and we'll sit together and have a cup of coffee again. And
0: oh, so you actually you're actually teaching here at the market as well.
2: I do, yes. Oh, that is so brilliant. They purchase their cottons from me, and they sit, come and join us.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so you started from school, you started learning, and you've been just dabbling around with it, and then you kind of took it seriously. And
2: that? I took it very seriously. Um, I bought a second machine for embroidery and. Um, I do personalised gift sets, so Valentine's Day is coming up and Mother's Day. So they're welcome to um, place an order. Some really fancy wedding gifts with the couple's names on. I do cushions and things like that. So it's... it's. pretty cool. um,
0: Okay, so people are coming here, they're seeing some of the stuff that you've got, but they can actually order what they want as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They place an order, pay, get their order the next week.
0: Oh man, that, that is brilliant. So you've got to tell me, are you still a nurse or did you put that behind and you're now doing this full time?
2: No, I'm still nursing. Uh-huh. I, I mostly teach on the floor. Okay. So I am very involved in infection control and quality right. um, improvement. Um, but that's my one passion. The other passion is the arts and crafts.
0: Gee, so you're actually hitting both boxes here. You're actually helping people, you're teaching them, and you're you're doing your arts and crafts, and you're also teaching people with arts and crafts too.
2: Yeah, so you empower people. That, that's my nature, is to empower people and to not only think of myself, but to to create and... Improve people as a, as a whole. That's why the blood donation is very important today as well. Absolutely,
0: and, and we came in here, that's actually how I got speaking to uh, Karen in, just a wee moment ago. She was very excited that she could see uh, the blood bank, either uh, uh, blood donation, sorry, uh, ahead of us. Do you want to talk to us through a little bit about this? What is this?
2: Um, well, it's awesome to see a queue there yeah. and a few people around there waiting to donate, which is fabulous. Our goal for today is 30 units. Um, on a weekend, we can use that in a weekend, easily. 30 units? 30 units we can use easily in a weekend. On on one gunshot patient, you can use a lot of blood and a lot of blood products. So we really value the people that are coming here to donate today.
0: Mm, so this is actually vital. Whereabouts is this blood going to? Is it to your local area or is it going to a central bank?
2: It will probably go to the central bank, but... Um, the blood bank works together, so Johannesburg blood bank and Alberton blood bank will all, I mean, I'm at, at a level one hospital, so we get all the serious cases coming in. I have also personally received blood when I had my son, so that's another reason why I can be passionate about it, you know, so...
0: So you can, you can be doing your bit by literally laying on a table and giving a, what's it, a pint or a litre?
2: No, it's about 300 moles I think you give. 300 is not yeah, too bad, not is it? A lot. It's not a lot. And, and I mean, if, you, if they don't feel you well enough to donate, they won't let you donate, you know. Okay.
0: And is this store here every week or is every, this the first?
2: It's every two months so that you become a regular donor with us. So you come and visit the market every week and then every second month they will send you an SMS to say, come and donate please.
0: Karen, this market seems like it's just been tailored to you. I mean, you're the nurse. You've got a blood bank. You've got your craft store. You've got people coming to learn from you. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and you know, there's a lot of people that just enjoy coming out here because it's such an awesome drive. I don't know if you experienced that on your way out. Well,
0: that's how I actually ended up here. I was just saying to Gary, it was we were driving along and literally saw the sign, and we turned the car around and came to see you. That's how we got here. It's
2: beautiful. The drive here on a Saturday morning is so awesome. It's such a tranquil environment. Um, the hills around you it's beautiful oh, and okay. every Saturday I spend my Saturday here Is
0: that right? Yeah. Every Saturday? Every Saturday So have you been here as long as the market's been here?
2: Um, I've been here for about four years now and I'm involved in a lot of the advertising and um, ch- trying to do the team building and you know oh, okay. promoting each other and
0: I'm going to ask you um, for a listener who's, um, who's wanting to get started on a trade store Uh, on a market store sorry Um, what's one of the pitfalls to getting started what should you really be thinking about when you start a market store
2: just believe in yourself Okay. just believe in yourself I've met a lot of people that think oh maybe they won't want my product don't think like that be positive be confident and Market yourself and be out there and try. If you don't try, you don't achieve.
0: So it's actually a personality thing. Is that what do you it think is, is happening?
2: It is definitely. All right.
0: So uh, the more I'm approachable and the more I'm I'm speaking to the customer, the more they're engaging with me and my products.
2: Yes, definitely. Okay. All
0: right. Would you recommend people go homemade products, local products, or do you think they could buy anything and get started with it?
2: It's up to them. They must decide what they're passionate. For me. I'm not passionate about cooking and catering for example so I would hopefully never go into that sort of field but there are other people that enjoy that and they should do that whatever is their passion they should follow their passion. Absolutely
0: and I I spoke about this actually in a blog post um, probably about a month ago where I was asking how would you choose what niche you would go into. And you've answered that exactly the same way I approached it. Well, why would you go into baking or cooking if you didn't enjoy it? I mean, it's really going to be a pain.
2: Yes, it's going to be a burden. You're going to feel bogged down by it. Whereas if you enjoy what you're doing, it, it's so much better. Let's face it, you know.
0: You look like you're really enjoying it yourself though.
2: I do. Though. I do. I do enjoy it. You know, I do.
0: Where do you see this going? Are you just happy to tick along? Is this like a weekend thing? Or do you want to actually expand this even further?
2: Um, I do get orders from other people, so I've got to manage my time effectively. Weekends are good right now, and minimal weekdays. Um, I don't foresee it going hugely at this point in my life with having children at school and things like that, and still working, but you need to also balance what you're capable of doing. It doesn't help you go all big and you can't cope with your workload. You know?
0: So, this is manageable for all the different commitments you have?
2: Yes. It suits me. You've got to have a balance in life. Otherwise, one facet will be neglected.
0: And then it'll begin to take away from the time that you try to create and become a burden.
2: Either Uh. work will suffer, or or home, or one of the things will suffer. So, you've got to, or yourself, you will suffer. You're not going to lose sleep over over orders. I've done it.
0: We're trying to get that order out and for a customer.
2: you're, getting, you're working right through the night, I've done it, it's fine, but at, at the end of the day, you must balance your time and look after yourself.
0: So actually, you're answering another question I was going to ask anyway in a roundabout right sort of way, it's perfectly fine to stay the level that you're at. Yeah.
2: it's perfectly fine.
0: Absolutely, and I, I think that's also key for somebody starting out, you don't need to be huge, you can be happy just with a stall and fit it in around your own time.
2: Absolutely, totally. You don't have to have a multi-billion dollar um, company. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Karin, uh, thank you so much for your time. For everybody who's listening, they'd like to know how to get in touch with you. Where would we find you?
2: Karen Gibbs Crafts on Facebook.
0: Perfect. I'll send everyone. That will be in the show notes anyway, so people can find you and they can see exactly what kind of crafts you do and uh, they can get in touch with you and ask for orders.
2: Perfect, awesome, even better. Even
0: better, excellent. Karen, thank you so much for giving me your time today and talking to us uh, about your your stall and your work.
2: Thank you for the time. All right, and
0: cheers, man. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Karen, thanks again for sharing how, as a nurse, you are helping people in your day to day work, and you are still helping others with your teaching at the marketplace with your amazing craft work. Look out for our contact details in the show notes to get in touch. My next guest was really unexpected. I met uh, Izetta Dessart while looking around her fresh produce store. At first I thought the produce I was looking at was her own freshly grown which she had brought to market. But her story is a little bit bigger than that. She's helping those around her and the store is providing a very amazing place for local fresh produce. Listen to her and how her store is developing into a wider business. Here's Izetta. Um, I'm here talking to uh, Izetta. Hi. Could you tell us what the name of your stall is and pretty much the idea behind your stall?
3: All right. Um, it's known as the WFPN, which is an acronym for the Walkable Farm Produce Network. Um, and it serves as a cooperative stall for local growers and producers of farm fresh produce um, in the uh, Walkable area as well as the Midvale area. Okay, all right.
0: Obviously, the listeners can't see, they can only hear. So um, could you explain what I'm looking at and where we're standing at the moment?
3: Okay. Um, Every Saturday, we we get produce coming in from from different local growers and producers. So the the bulk of our produce that comes in is naturally grown, okay? Um, We have a whole selection, um, and that would also differ from week to week, but it would include a selection of... um, fresh vegetables and fruits, um, items such as oyster mushrooms, other types of mushrooms on certain days. We're getting raw Jersey dairy uh, products, um, which would include milk, cream, yogurts, yeah. um, halloumi cheese, feta cheese, that sort of thing. And
0: this is, this is all homemade?
3: This is all locally grown and produced um, and, and sort of done as naturally a way as is possible, so to speak. So. Um, and then we get in uh, free-range eggs. Um, we get in free-range chicken as well, that have not been fed hormones or any of those things. So, so yeah, natural. You know, when you think of a farm or a small holding, and you hold a vision in your mind, yeah. um, and how would you, how you would expect your, your produce to to look, yeah. you know, um, yeah. or or to be raised, etc. Um, basically, this is the end result of that. Absolutely. If that makes any sense.
0: No, it does. I, I mean, the, the the vegetables I'm looking at uh, all around me, they're bright coloured they look very very enticing
3: yeah. i mean at the end of the day you see life in this produce yes, do you understand yes, what i'm yes, saying yes. you can actually you can actually see it um, and you can also taste the difference as well yeah. you know um, i mean for example we had beautiful spun specs this morning from one of our local growers who also brought in vegetables etc as well as part of today's mix um, when you cut that spun speck open it is so juicy you know, it's, it's sort of like the kind of quality that you wouldn't find in a usual sort of retail store yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and prices are literally a giveaway,
4: no, you, you know you
3: know what I'm saying? Um, like for example if you take a look at that English cucumber there yes. um, or, or anything here, if you were to compare it to any of your retail prices, I mean, as I said, it's, it's literally a giveaway. Um, I think what's very nice about this cooperative store is it serves as a conduit between um, you know our local growers and producers, our small scale farms, and the general public
5: yeah.
3: and and i 'm very excited and passionate about that because we need more of this type of thing, not just in our community yeah. but I think across Gauteng and you know, across South Africa you know we, we don 't have enough of that no. and and uh, I think you know, pe- people need outlets people need to be able to to sell directly you know yeah. and, and one of the benefits of this as well is that I, I do the standing here, I do the managing on Saturdays. Okay. So basically, contributing suppliers on the day would drop off in the morning. And if there's anything left at the end of the day, they'd come and collect after the market closes. So that was going
0: to be one of my questions, actually, because yeah. I was thinking, um, do you go around and collect or does everyone They're just bring it off. to one place?
3: They yeah. drop off. They drop off to the focal point, And from there, I basically do the rest. So it frees them up. It, it gives them vehicle um, you know to utilize on a Saturday and you know produce some sales through and, yeah. and
0: and you're the face of this product we were talking a little bit earlier that how you represent your stall and how you represent your products is that you're actually representing the people behind these products too
3: I'm absolutely representing the people behind these products and I'm very passionate about the people and their products um, because I have a very good idea as to where the produce comes from Um there are farms that I have not yet been to, but I have a very good idea as to what they're doing there. And there are other farms that I've physically been to, so I've seen I've seen with my own eyes, you know, um, what they do there, how they how they raise, how they grow, etc. Um, and I think that's really what it's about. It's it's, it's very relational. This is very relational. Um, you know, I have relationships with the people that bring their produce in here. Um, I have relationships with customers who I like to call clients because even a first-time person is going to come back. You know what I'm saying? A first-time a visitor is definitely going to come back. And I think that's what it's about. It's about developing these relationships.
0: And I think that's, that's vital because if you've got a good relationship, obviously, with the people who are bringing the produce in, they're going to be happy selling through you. And if customers are seeing you and they're happy talking to you, taking their products away, listening to the story of uh, the where their fo- food is grown... This is a win-win situation for everyone, really.
3: I think, I think trust, trust has a lot to do with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And integrity. I think that's a very important component when you're dealing with the, with the general public. Because inherently, these are individuals that are coming off the streets. For example, if they're first-timers, they're walking into an environment, they're basically trusting you in terms of the information you supply supplying them about what it is you're selling, um, you know, what that product or service is about. They're paying for it and they're leaving. And also at the same time, because I'm here representing the various contributing suppliers, at the end of the day I, I carry a certain mu- amount of responsibility as well, because if if a customer finds something that might be um, inferior in some way in terms of a piece of fruit or, or a piece of vegetable, I'm going to be the go-to person that they come back to. So this is why I'm saying trust and integrity is such a big part of this.
0: I think that is partly why the marketplace is also a very interesting place for people in a modern world to come to, because you go to a shopping centre today, you're not seeing anybody. You're seeing a bunch of fruit and veg that's been shoved on top of a shelf and you go and select what you want, you disappear. There's no relationship. Um,
3: sorry, yes. Um, in fact, these raspberries are okay. from a lovely lady called Longi. Longi's okay. berries at the field, berry farm. Right. And this happens to be Longi's yeah.
0: Do you want to tell me a bit about how you get your stuff here?
4: Uh, you know what? I'm a young farmer. <laughs> I'm not a farmer. Okay. My mum is a farmer, so... I can't say much about them, so but we've been working together since from the... At least
3: nine months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: So that's what I know about. So <laughs> that's <fine. laughs> no,
0: that's fine. Uh, do you know how long your mom's been doing this for? It's been years.
4: I, I can't tell. It's been a years. Really? Yeah, yeah. And
0: is it a small place, big farm, or what
3: does it look
4: it's like? big farm, but uh, it's not uh, that big. I think it's five hectares of the field, the field. Yeah, it's five hectares. This field is
3: a lot bigger than the lungis portion, is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So oh,
4: okay. that's where we grow our raspberries and blackberries as well. They right, are there okay. in, so in the farm, lost? yeah, but the season for the blackberries is over.
3: Is um, the fieldberry farm currently have a raspberry festival on?
4: Something is happening there in our farm is there is a pig, the raspberry picking. Really? Yeah, is yeah kind of the people will come and pick, will eat and, and pay only for what they are taking home.
3: Because they're actually doing it, uh, I think, through to March as part of this, this current season, um, on Saturdays and Sundays. I think they also have food vendors that come in as well, don't they, on weekends as well, so you also, you can take your own picnic if you want to, or have the option of purchasing as well. Jeez. And isn't there a coffee shop as, uh, on the park? The there
4: was a coffee shop before, they just Darling coffee shop, but yeah. they moved to uh, Mall of the Ooh. South, but uh, they do come and sell the coffee for for people who come in for, uh, for picking. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, so, you so will have, there you will is have a places? coffee there, yeah. Oh, wow. So they have their caravan
3: their kind of for... Yeah.
0: We can definitely go and get a coffee and we can get some raspberries as well. Wow, Absolutely. that's nice. And if you
3: don't do it today, you can do it tomorrow, if you're if if you if you around, you yeah. know,
0: so... Absolutely. So it's open over the whole weekend?
3: It's Saturdays and
4: Sundays. Saturdays, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Brilliant, yeah.
0: okay. Oh, thanks very much for talking to us, man. That is really great. Our interview was cut short by some people who wanted to buy some other fresh produce, and by the time I returned, the store was almost empty. Thanks again for sharing how you're involved with your local area and with your store and providing fresh produce for your clients. I really appreciated how you were so careful to represent your producers in such a good light, and I think you did a marvelous job of representing them. My final stall trader interview was with Pedro, who is an artist and craftsmaker. She's retired. And she didn't want to just sit around and do nothing, so began to paint. And then this led into creating jewellery, and then this developed further into smaller interests. Here's Petra telling us how she works.
6: All right, I've got paintings. That is the main thing, because I started with my paintings. I started at 60. And wow, what yeah, painting? Yes, I started, because when all the children went out of the house, I was busy I thought I'm going to paint and I paint because they are very good so I decided you know I'm the mother might be so I'm starting and then I started with the jewelry okay. just to go with it because not all the paintings sell all the time you know okay. it might be quite a day and then the, the jewelry start and I've got jewelry from Italy and then I've got um, my own high handmade jewelry and I make children's clothes. So.
0: Well, I'm speaking here to Petra and we're on the Snuffle Boutique and uh, Petra has got some amazing artwork. Could you explain what your stall looks like for somebody who's listening please?
6: Actually, it's very busy because I've got the paintings and I've got the jewellery, but uh, the main thing, as I said, is my paintings, and I want the lights and things, but I haven't got enough light here. Okay. But it, it is uh, for the paintings. That is most certainly my paintings.
0: And that's your passion? You that's said you started. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what kind of style of painting do you think yeah, you're going for? You
6: know, everyone asks me that, but I like to paint what I see. Okay. So I'm not going to for the specific thing and start with that. You know, like what you do you can immediately see that it's his work but um, as you can see mine is different mine is different if I feel like painting the flower I'm going to paint the flower
4: that's good
6: yeah and and I want to paint everything I just don't want to paint the same thing because that is commercial Mine is special. It's just one of a kind. So this
0: is a personal thing that you've you've seen and you really want to paint. It's, it's, you're not being forced into any mould.
6: No. no, they asked me. There's a woman that asked me this morning if I will do something, and I said no. Because I'm going to have the feeling for it. No. I won't have the feeling for That's it. Sure if I, I must, I must have a feeling for it, and I start to do it, and then I like it.
0: Um, I was speaking to a, a trader uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, actually, and he was selling um, some jewelry, which he was uh, getting from around Africa and selling. And he said it wasn't so much about the jewelry they were selling, but more the story behind the jewelry. You think it's the same with the paintings that I you're doing?
6: I think The paintings is the same for me because I really, I really, if I can sit down and I do something. There is commercial things that I do, beetles. Okay. people love my beetles. Okay. I just do the beetles, but um, that's not my passion. My right. passion is actually it's still life, more still life than that. Okay.
0: Could you explain for the listeners what your stall name means?
6: Yeah, it's you can scratch because there is jewelry, there's paintings, there's clothes. Yeah. There's a lot of handmade things.
0: Petra is saying that you can scratch, but actually, is very well laid out. It's very organised, so it looks fantastic.
6: Okay, thank you. Um,
0: the, the paintings I'm seeing as well. I, I'm, I've got, to admit, I'm not very much a, a clown fan, but there's a clown right at the back, and you'll be able to see this on Instagram later on. But there's a clown, and it's, it's actually very nice. I don't feel scared by it.
6: You know what? That is, um, I was scared of it, uh-huh. and I thought I'm going to paint it. Okay. So that I can start to love it.
0: Okay, to get it. Get yeah, it out of you. yeah,
6: to get it. Because I'm, I'm also scared of clowns. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't like it. Right. As soon as someone that is playing clown talks to me, then I'm scared. I oh, know, it's a strange feeling, though, isn't it's it? a strange feeling. But that I looked, I looked at in one of the artworks and I thought, you know, let me paint it and then I'll start to love it. And now I love my painting. That's yeah, mm. great.
0: And, and I see you've got also some children's clothes as well. You were talking to me about that.
6: Yes. Yes, you know, I've got three girls. And um, I've got a lot of leftovers <laughs> of them. And um, then I start, thought, you know, I'm going to use it. I'm going to start to make it and the people buy it. So I'm lucky.
0: Now, you, you said that you're retired and that you're not working at your pensioner. This is taking up all your time as a pensioner, is it?
6: That is taking all of my time. <laughs> I'm very busy. I can't be not be busy.
0: Oh, you have to have your hands doing I, something.
6: I must do something. If I don't do that, I must cook.
0: All oh, right. Okay. And so you like cooking. it really?
6: Yeah, cooking and baking. There's my there's chili sauce and all my sauces that I make myself. And that is now if I stand in, if I'm in the kitchen, that's most of the time because I've got a cottage and it's all the dining room and the kitchen is all together. Oh yes, open plant. So, yes, um, yes, open yes, plant, yes. That's what that's the name that I put. And then I'm busy cooking, then I think, think you know, I've got to do, there's to, a lot of tomatoes, I can do something with the tomatoes. Then I bottle it and I can sell it, here.
0: <laughs> wow. And this is just coming out from inside you? Yeah, not...
6: it is. You know, that I think is coming from my mum because she was always doing something like that. We lived in a very small town so we had to do that. Right. Okay. We couldn't buy anything there. Oh okay. So she started to make anything and they so, so you're preserving
0: well. stuff for later on because yes. there's not a lot of it around. No,
6: it isn't a lot around. So well. I'm used to that.
0: That's good. So you picked all these skills up for your mom. Your mom will be well-pressed it.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I hope she'll listen. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's brilliant. The Facebook link will be in the show notes below. So uh, look out for that. Petra, thank you so much for talking to me. It's been marvellous. And thank okay. you for, for sharing all your, your wonderful work with us.
6: Okay, Thank you very much.
0: Thanks very much, Petra. Okay. All right then. well do. Bye. What a way to spend your free time by being creative and enjoying the atmosphere on Market Day. Thanks for chatting with me, Petra, and looking forward to getting your Facebook details soon. the move. Food on the move this week had me visiting James at his Ninghao store, where he and his wife are creating some amazing flavors and delights with their oriental cuisine. James and his wife are also pensioners, but that hasn't stopped them from coming out to their store and creating some amazing foods. We talk food, I think I'm getting a little bit better, and I taste his wonderful delights. Here's James. James. This is my uh, food on the move and I've decided I was come to a very particular store I was chatting to uh, James a little bit earlier on and uh, we're going to try some of his food in a moment but he's got a very interesting story and uh, we'd like to meet him so hello James Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks very much for asking. Um, we were just talking a little bit about the name of your stall mm. and um, I've got it as Ning Hao. Mm. And you're going to explain to our listeners what Ning Hao
5: means. Ning Hao, that means oh, how are you, but in a more respectful way. Okay. 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 Mm.
0: Now, you were saying to me a little bit earlier on that uh, you're a pensioner. Yeah. How did you get into making this food, or were you always cooking food through your life?
5: No, we don't. When we were in Hong Kong, we are in some other business. Okay. 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 Uh, I was actually in the shipping business. Wow. Okay. Mm.
0: So this is is a little bit of a a distance away from
5: shipping. Yeah. But we, uh, when I say we, that means my wife and I, we are like food very much, okay? Okay? We've been traveling extensively and we've been eating foods from, I can't say all around the world, but most of the places we've been, okay? Okay.
0: And so you've picked up different flavors, you've picked up different ideas, and that's what's going to be putting through your own food now?
5: Exactly. If I like it, we are going to go deep into it. If we don't, Fine. (laughs) Wow, man. Uh, You have to give people a chance. Okay. Okay. You cannot say that, oh, this is not uh, our traditional food, we won't touch it. That is no good. Okay. Okay. Our uh, theory is try everything. If you like it, go more for it. If you don't, yeah, leave it.
0: Change change your your, your pattern. Absolutely. Mm All right, so tell us a little bit about the food that you chose to sell here at the store.
5: Yeah, because we can't sell those too sophisticated oriental cuisines. So that is why we've been concentrating still on the stir-fry food. Okay, and also spring rose, for example. Okay, sometimes every now and then we are going to introduce something new. Okay, okay, for the market or for the taste buds of those people. Uh That is why I've been written down as, let us rock and roll your taste buds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. I'm waiting for my taste buds to be rock and rolled in a moment as well. Who's making the food? You have, uh, who's in the kitchen?
5: My wife is in the kitchen.
0: Okay, so your wife, is is she preparing, or are you both
5: preparing? we both preparing it, okay. My wife actually is a uh, qualified Chinese chef.
0: So you get good food at home?
5: Yeah, we do. And I, not now, because it's quite prohibitive uh, when the... Uh, Salmon is not so expensive. Okay. Uh, I make uh, sushi and uh, all this other mm, 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 Japanese food as yeah. well. Yeah. So that is why right now you can see that I have one Japanese curry, okay. chicken. Okay. Okay. Uh, Japanese curry, I don't think you can have it uh, and <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because they are not uh, a normal type of uh, curry. Okay. They are fruity, tasty, and uh, not hot. Oh, okay. So not a lot of spices. Not, not hot. Right. They, uh, people may just say that whenever they heard the word spice, they may think that they are hot. No. Okay, Spice, uh, spicy doesn't mean hot, okay. okay, unless you've been specifying that right. this is a hot dish. For example, like our Thai green curry and Thai red curry, yeah. they are hot, oh. hot, okay. hot. Okay? Very good, all right. And uh, we have also Indonesian uh, chili, uh, uh, chili sauce, that is the uh, sampao. Sampao. Wow. It's Indonesian way of making uh, chili sauce. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, no, that is Kung Pao. Kung Pao is a Chinese one. Right. That is a hot dish as All well. Right. Yeah. Kung Pao, um, long story for, for how we uh, come to Kung Pao, this name. But never mind, it's a C-20s uh, t- style of food okay. and uh, quite popular in Hong Kong for foreigners. Is that
3: yeah, good? yeah.
5: Mm. And uh, that is why you can see that I am not uh, only concentrating on the uh, Chinese food. Right. Yeah. Because it's a very um, particular taste, is that?
0: What,
4: which was it? one?
5: You the Chinese? Uh, not quite. Uh, Cantonese uh, food and Northern Chinese food—they are different. All oh, right, young, young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Mm. Uh, way of cooking, uh, way of preparation, and the um, way of enjoying it differs as well. See. Okay. Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, so do you, do you take takeaways? Is this, can somebody take something yeah, away with them? Sure. So people who
5: are coming here, they can actually yeah. take something home for They can take it, take it home as well, Fantastic. okay? Can you
0: just reheat it again, or how does it
5: work? Uh, if you tell me that you are going to take away for reheating, what we are cooking at, to 80% only. Okay. Okay? All right, all right. By the time you are going to reheat it a little bit, then you are getting... I can't say as perfect, okay? okay? Whenever you're going to take, take away, is n- never be perfect, Absolutely. okay? The only thing is if you are eating right here, then you can see that because we are, uh, before you order, the meat and everything, they are raw.
0: Oh, okay. okay. So you're actually cooking from raw and you, you're making
5: it here yeah. for us? Yeah. For example, when you are ordering it, I will say that it takes about five to ten minutes.
0: Okay. Okay. Right.
5: Depends on how busy we are. Wow. Sometimes we have to ask the client to go around, <laughs> come back in <and laughs> thirty minutes before it is ready for you. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is so, fresh, fresh. Yeah. We believe, okay, cooking it freshly with your heart, okay? Yeah. That is the way the cuisine should be. Okay, yeah. mm. very nice. Yeah, and the, uh, that is why only like us, the uh, pensioners um, can do that. Okay, because okay. you can take the time over. Yeah, uh, for making the preparations and then cooking it for the people. Okay. And that is why we've been here for every Saturday in this market, Okay. And we have some night market we go as well. Night markets as well? Yeah. And in the Lido Hotel, free first Friday of every month. We are there as well. Wow. So the first
0: Friday of every month in the Lido Hotel is where you're also at. And that's a night market.
5: Night market. That
0: sounds pretty cool. Maybe I need to try and make that one as well.
5: Uh, otherwise, uh, we will be here every Saturday, right. every about uh, well, a month or so. Then we've been uh, introducing something new. Okay. Yeah, don't tire your taste bud. I want your taste but to be rock and roll all the time.
0: I'm very keen on tasting the Japanese curry. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who would really like uh, the green curry. Yeah. Because, curry is hot. Yeah. because they like very hot food uh-huh. and,
5: and otherwise chicken with cashew nut yeah. in Thai style is also very popular here, yeah. especially for ladies. That was a takeaway. and then I will recommend you choose the Japanese curry. Or the beef fillet stir fry with a Kyoto sauce. Ooh, that Kyoto good as well. sauce, we make it ourselves okay. according to the traditional Japanese recipe. Okay. And I'm not selling that. Otherwise, you can see that those bottles yes. there yes. Uh, I have green, Thai green curry, sweet and sour sauce, black bean sauce. No I so
0: you are making yeah. the sauces. Yeah,
5: yeah. Those sauces can be sold, but not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not okay. okay. That's the special, that's the secret ingredient. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Secret one. Wow. All right.
0: Well, I'm going to go with all your suggestions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the uh, the green, green thai, thai curry thai to take away. Yum. The chicken and cashew Thai style. Nine. I'm going to take mm-hmm. that away as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm going to go for the Japanese sure. curry and yeah. the beef stir-fry noodle. Okay. And we'll try those two yeah. right here.
5: Oh, you would like to try those two. We're going to right try those two, yeah. And then uh, two takeaways and two takeaways. Yeah, the green curry and uh, beef. Uh, no, chicken with cashew nut. Yeah,
0: yeah. Would that be sure. okay?
5: Sure, certainly. Well, marvelous. And that's mm. what we're
0: going to get to try. Mm. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it while we're trying. And you can tell yeah. me what goes on. Yeah. We can find you here every Saturday. Yes. And uh, every Saturday we can we can buy sauces from you. We can buy spring rolls from you. More importantly, mm. we can try some of these amazing flavors from you. Yeah. All right then. Mm. Uh, so Ning Hao. Uh, Walkerville Farmers Market, mm. every Saturday. Mm. Come down and see James. All right, I'm back with James again, and here I'm about to try. Yeah, beef this is our beef fillet. Oh man, I'm gonna take a photo of this before uh, before we get stuck into it. This looks lovely. Okay, so this is the beef fillet. Let's take a, a photo first, and uh, we can see that on Instagram, what it looks like. And that, that is smelling absolutely amazing. Oh. Okay, and here's our Japanese curry. Look at this, there. It looks great, man. Thank you very much, James. Thank you, thank you. So we're both going to try this and see what this tastes like. Sure. Oh, all right. it tastes all right. Yeah, all right. What do you reckon then? So you you got the beef? Yes. Go for it. Mm-hmm. See what it's like. I'm going to I'm going to try some of the beef as well. See what it's like. This has got um, the special sauce. Oh, that is a great sauce, actually. What do you think? Mm. That's pretty tasty. Mm. Wow. Here, you're going to try some of the Japanese uh, chicken? Here we go. Let's try this. Thank you very much. Thanks, James. Thank you. This is great, man. Thank you. hmm It's got like an apple flavor to it. It's very delicate, but very tasty as well. And there's so much chicken, it's absolutely gorgeous. Do you want to try some? Mm.
4: Mm. Unusual, isn't it? It is not mm. its
0: What do you think? Mm. Which one do you... Do you want to go with the chicken or do you want to no. stay with the beef? No, I'll stay with the beef. Okay. Right. There we go. That's it. Decided. We're both happy. James, thanks for sharing with us how you got started and how you view food. It was tasty and those takeaways were well received. If you want to get some great taste from good, wholesome, fresh cooked food... You can only find Ling at the Walkerville Farmers Market or at the Night Market at the Lido Hotel. Don't miss out, I did warn you. Walkerville was such a treat just to stop and discover this little world of people benefiting their local area and the people around them. Gary, thanks for letting us into your amazing world and we wish you all the best as you grow your market and benefit your local area with a market that is worth visiting. Coming up next week should be that threatened interview I said was coming a couple of weeks back and it should be on a permaculture farm. So listen in again next week. You can find out more by visiting marketnosh.com and you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to follow the journey. If you have the time to like something, please do as it raises the show profile. If you want to be part of the weekly newsletter, then sign up at marketnosh.com and get your free social media guide to getting a web presence too. I have a Facebook group for questions that we can all respond to and ask advice from. So if you have a market store, visit MarketNosh Costas. To get in touch, email me at maurice at marketnosh.com. I answer all my own email, and I would be happy to hear from you, your thoughts, your questions, and maybe even some suggestions for the podcast. Of course, if you missed anything, you can find all this information in the show notes below. Thanks to Ben Sound for letting me use his music is making this show rock so from the market our show cheers everyone